Welcome to the morning after show. That's Ryan Hensley. I'm Grant Cohn. The Niners have won seven games in a row, and Brock Purdy is the it maintains. He, this story gets better every week. Last week it was the best story in the world. Now it's even better. He just won the NFC West title in his second start in Seattle and did it rather comfortably. Um, and now it's like I crushed him after the game for his near interception. I, I'm being tough on the kid. But if we step back and look at what he's doing, it's unprecedented for a rookie quarterback. He is on a hell of a team. But um, I think it's fair, in honor of the 49ers winning their seventh consecutive game and Brock Purdy doing some historic stuff, to start the show by praising Brock and listing all the things we can think of that we like about him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, maybe we'll go back and forth. I think one of the, the first things is just his overall maturity and poise that I see from a rookie quarterback. It's really phenomenal and not something I really can recall seeing before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's nice about him is he played four years of college football and three years of high school football. He was a starter as a sophomore in high school. So quarterback plays a lot about reps, and it's tough to get the reps. It's not like baseball where you can just send a guy to minor leagues or fall league. Like You have to play full speed, full contact, 11-on-11 football. And just, Some people, Trey can't get the reps. Jimmy didn't get the reps in the NFL. Brock has been playing consistent football for seven the last seven years. And you can tell, even though he's whatever, 22, 23, yeah. he doesn't play like it at all. So yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Another thing I like about him is just how calm he is on the field. I've been watching a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo the last five years. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not calm. What, I mean, sometimes he looks cool and he can, you know, Looks smooth, but if he has to get off his first read, all of a sudden you can feel the anxiety. I've never felt that once with Brock yeah. Purdy. He's extremely confident, and he never uh, seems nervous, and I feel like that is, has, he has a calming effect on the rest of the offense. Yeah, I agree 100% on that. His calm, and that's part of the poise and the maturity that you yep. get from playing so much. Um, the other thing I really like about Brock, maybe – I mean, there's two things, right? The, the mobility, uh, the elusiveness in the pocket. But maybe the thing I like the most about him is how he sees the field. He looks mm -hmm. down the field and not just for the check down. And that's the biggest thing that I'm excited about with Brock is that he's actually looking to make the big play. And that's been one of the most frustrating parts about the 49ers offense the last five years. And that's one of the things I really like about Brock Purdy. That touchdown throw he threw to Kittle. This is fourth read. Kittle breaks open deep late. Mm -hmm. Jimmy never would have thrown that pass. Mm -hmm. Ever. And if he would have thrown, he would have missed it. But he never would have looked. We've, we've, how many, it's a weekly tradition when Jimmy was the quarterback to show, oh, this guy's open deep. Oh, look at Ayuk here. Kittle there. Jimmy doesn't even look. Purdy does. Yeah. Yeah. And Purdy does. And I've been pretty hard on Kyle Shanahan. You know, I was kind of like confused. Like, is this Kyle's problem? Why is the right. offense so bad? Is it, is it Jimmy? Is it Kyle? And although I do have like little nitpicking things I would come at Kyle with, really I'm seeing a big difference with Brock Purdy, and it makes me feel like maybe I was a little too hard on Kyle's offense this whole time. Well, you know what it is? Brock Purdy has complete command of mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan's offense right now, yeah. which is amazing because Jimmy Garoppolo in five years never developed it. Mm -hmm. Never. He never felt 100% comfortable. He wanted to do his offense. He wanted to be in the shotgun and run it like he did in New England. Like, Brock Purdy runs the Kyle's offense exactly 
how he wants it run. Now, I'm sure there are certain passes that Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes could execute that this kid can't because he doesn't have a strong arm. But does Kyle wants to be a micromanaging, short-throwing, passing offense anyway. And for what he wants to do, Purdy can do it. Yeah, and it, the other thing is his his leadership for being such a young guy. Like I don't I don't know if you were able to catch it because I know you've been busy. But uh, after the game, uh, he had an interview with George Kittle, and like the way he talks to to George Kittle is very surprising. Like George Kittle came out with the you know just win baby mm-hmm. sign number ten weak move weak move. Yeah, it was it was, it was different. I, I didn't really uh, I like it. But they asked they asked him what is it like being a, a teammate with George Kittle and he said uh this guy's funny but he never shuts up and I was like wow like the the balls you have to have at 22 years old as a rookie right. to say that to George Kittle right That's there it's it's pretty impressive man and he's he's right about George he's right like George is always on you see George he's like always hamming it up for the camera and it's like Purdy's already at 22 23 being like man like I feel like I I'm more mature than this guy right here. And I think he is too. So it's funny. There was that story about Brock Purdy telling someone to shut up in the uh, huddle and no mm-hmm. one said who it was. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. George it, Kittle it, told a story too. Yeah. You know, it, Brock Purdy, he's, he's definitely impressive, man. I like, I'm not ready to crown him. Like I think some people are, um, but so far so good, man. Like really not a lot to complain about. I got more. I got more yeah. that I like about him. In fact, what I'm about to say is the number one thing I like about him. All right. He's cheap as hell. Yeah. He's the cheapest starting quarterback in the league. And he's going to be cheap for the next three years. And here's the thing. The Niners, their whole thing was they didn't want to spend a lot on a quarterback. If They're not a quarterback-driven team. They're about their run game and their defense and suffocating you and controlling the game. And the quarterback's part of it, but it's not a quarterback-centric team at all. Maybe the least quarterback-centric team in the league. So if that's what you are, don't pay for the position. They yeah. wanted to go cheap there, and that's the whole idea for Trey Lance. The problem with Lance is that the team is in this win-now mode, and Lance is a project. Everyone knows it. He didn't play much in college, and he's young. So you are going to have to either develop him on the bench or put him on the field and commit to taking one step back to take three steps forward. Well, this locker room didn't want to do that. It didn't want to do that. And if the, if the only reason you want to go cheap at quarterback is so you can be competitive uh, right now with – while loading up the rest of your roster, well, that's Purdy. He's, yeah. You don't need to develop him. He's good, not great. He's super cheap. You can keep Bosa and all your expensive players, and you get it for four years. So yeah. I guess that's kind of the allure here. And you could keep Trey Lance, too. They're both cheap. That's a cheap-ass yeah. quarterback room. Not cheap-ass, but it's a cheap quarterback room, yeah. and it's talented. And if one guy gets hurt, you got another guy in that you like that's been there who's young. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm, like, extremely thrilled with the 49ers' current situation. And, you know, hats off to, to John Lynch uh, and those guys because you're right. You can keep uh, Trey Lance and you can keep Brock Purdy and you have two really good, like, quarterbacks for cheap. You can re-sign. Not only that, like, I think I watched your show with uh, Larry Kruger uh, and talking about all the guys that haven't even seen the field yet this year. The rookies that are down there, uh, like McCrary Ball and uh, guys like that, Tate Martin, all these young talent. The 49ers have all this young, cheap talent. Um, Jason Poe. Uh, so, you know, like, I, 
I like I'm critical on the 49ers when they deserve it, but this is one thing I'm just like they're actually in a really good spot for the next couple of years. I got one more thing I like about Purdy. I forgot to say it, but you 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 alluded to it. I just want to linger on the point for a second. His foot quickness is nice. Yes. Like the one thing with Jimmy, he's got a quick release, but his feet are heavy and slow. He can't avoid contact. He can't run. And Purdy, like his first few steps are really quick. His short area quickness is great. And I mean, you can use him on the bootlegs and the sprint outs and stuff. I really like it. Yeah. I, and it, again, like it's a trait that Bill Walsh would really like foot quickness. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to be super fast, but man, he makes a lot of people miss. And he has a, he can, he can improv, which yeah. Jimmy couldn't do. Yeah. And, and one more thing that I, I love about Brock Purdy, just my nature in general, I love underdogs. I love the underdog and he's definitely an underdog. Part of the reason why I support Trey Lance uh, because of all the hate he gets. And when people are like picking on people and like counting them out, I just naturally gravitate to those those yeah. people in this story. It's a great story. Whether it's Brock Purdy or Trey Lance to end up emerging, or maybe it's both. Uh, and one of them leaves. But either way, they're both underdogs, and I love that. I got to – so the Purdy story is great. He's now played, like, the better part of three games. If, the, if there was no trade deadline and the Niners – Put him on the block right now. What do you think the they could get? Not that you want to trade Brock Purdy. Just you know, an academic question. What is he worth theoretically in a trade today? Today, I think he's worth the first. I think if you have a quarterback, I was going to say a second, but yeah, man, he's worth a lot. He's worth a whole lot right now. And if you were to redraft this last draft, where would he go? Would he go behind Kenny Pickett or ahead of Kenny Pickett? Like, yeah. Yeah. Any quarterback that can go out there and win games. I mean, and they showed a statistic. I don't know if I have it just in the top of my mind, but since 1950, him and Aaron Rodgers are the only ones to start their first two games as rookies with above 115 QB rating uh, since 1950. So, like, it, any NFL, right. you know, any right. NFL GM out there. Joe didn't do it. Steve right? didn't do it. Peyton didn't do it. Exactly. I mean, people yeah. would be willing to, I think people would be willing to give up a first for a guy like Brock Purdy at his price. Why wouldn't they? Like, uh, you could get a first for, for Trey or Brock Purdy. From Houston's perspective, would you rather gamble on a kid from college win the first round or maybe trade that top pick in the second round for Brock Purdy, who you've seen in the NFL? It's a question. Now, you're not getting Brock Purdy. He's probably going to stay with the 49ers for a while. But I just right. think it's funny how this dude was Mr. Irrelevant, and now after, like, three games, you say he's worth – a second round pick minimum. Yeah. Minimum. And then on the other hand, what's Trey worth to no yeah. fault of his own? He hasn't played in three years. He's gotten injured. I wonder if how many teams will be looking at him and say, you know what? Let's make him our starting quarterback and, and go through the next two, three years with him. I mean, there might be fewer. So I another reason both. not to trade him. Cause like, what's the market for Trey right now? I mean, I think both of, I think there'd be a team out there willing to, to risk it on Trey Lance. The thing about Trey Lance, man, and I know we're talking about Brock Purdy here. But his talent level is so high. Uh, and I think that's the challenge that's going to be for Kyle Shanahan. And I think we might be talking about that more like going into next year. But Trey Lance's talent level is so high. It's that potential that is so attractive. And if you, you know, if he went for a third yeah. round, he hasn't he hasn't done anything to show that he doesn't deserve that 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 pick yet. He just has that like time really is. There's no reason to even if even if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl and it shows that he's a real legit franchise quarterback, there's no reason to trade 
Trey Lance because you're not going to get that much for him based on what you did with him the last two years. Yeah. And uh, he's cheap. It doesn't it doesn't cripple your cap to have him as the backup. I mean, yeah. he might not like it, but what what's he going to do? Sorry. Yeah, he signed a contract. I think you roll yeah. with both, man. You, you have yeah. two awesome quarterbacks, uh, super cheap, super young, Guys both win. intriguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and frankly, the the offensive line isn't the greatest, and Kyle Shanahan doesn't have the best track record of keeping quarterbacks upright. So maybe the more the merrier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In I fact, mean, maybe you want to bring in a third. You probably do. You probably do, and I'm not sure Seriously. what they're going to do with that next year. You know, maybe. Maybe it's Tom Brady. If they can find dudes like Brock Purdy in the seventh round. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> Run yeah. it back. Whoever whoever found that guy. From Do what I hear, that? Brian Greasy and Clay uh, was um, quite instrumental in this. So I guess what happened was whoever the area scout was liked him. They sent him to the QB coach, uh, Kubiak and uh, Greasy. They really liked him too. So That's what I was wondering. I mean, so you found that out? That's Greasy. What yeah. Okay. So uh, Greasy's, I mean, these guys seem to know what they're – Sorry, Rich Scangarello. Sorry. Greasy, I think, helped them find Purdy. I think Greasy's, that's part of the reason. He's Greasy all probably the best pickup yeah. from, from a coaching standpoint for the 49ers this season by far. I, I really like what he's been able to do with these guys. Yeah. Yeah, he is good. He is, yeah. or at least he's getting results. Yeah. We have some questions, but I want to keep going with the Purdy topic, and then we'll fit. We'll get to the questions. Okay. Um. So I alluded to it earlier. What do you think Brock Purdy has to do to keep the starting job? Let me just – Paint the picture real quick. There is a legit chance that he wins out, wins the next three games in the regular season, wins in the first round of the playoffs at home, wins in the second round of the playoffs potentially at home, and goes to the NFC Championship game in Philly. And whether he wins or loses, if he really wins the next five games and goes that far, it, it, I mean, it'll be historic. So yeah. would that be enough? What do you think? What does he have to do to to pretty much take the decision out of the Niners' hands? He has to co- continue to play like he's playing, and he has to. Yeah. I think if, as long as he's doing what he's doing, and he's kind of uh, carrying the load more than just you know more than just being carried by the team. If he's kind of carrying the team with him, or at least playing on the same level, and he can do that through the postseason. Um, you know, before I would say he has to win the Super Bowl, but I don't even think he necessarily has to do that. He just has to play really well through the postseason, continue it over these next three games and maybe all the way to like an NFC championship game. It, it, worst case scenario, uh, it's going to be a competition between him and Trey Lance, I think, if he does that. But basic, best case scenario, he could be going into the season as a starter. The only thing is that the 49ers have so much invested into Trey Lance and his yeah. talent is it's a superior talent. I think everybody knows that overall yeah. his talent level is much higher and they, they're going to want to see what they can get from them. So it's going to be definitely interesting, but I think it's a great problem to have. And competition, is, I love competition. And if Trey Lance is as good as like, you know, I think he is or a lot of people think he is, then he's not going to be worried about competing for his spot either. So I think it's a, it's, it's just a beautiful situation. Yeah, man. If he continues to play the way he's playing like right now and they go to the NFC Championship game, I don't see how they can justify benching him. Because what are you saying? Like he's the reason you didn't go, you didn't beat Philly. Like probably not. That's not. That's not even fair. What he did as a rookie quarterback was unprecedented, commendable. He hasn't done it yet. But yeah. if he does it, it just seems like. I mean, you couldn't even bench him for Kirk Cousins. If you if you told the locker room, "Hey guys, I know you like Brock Purdy, but we just traded for Kirk Cousins," I bet there'd be a lot of like, "What? 
Yeah. So if you couldn't do that, I mean, could you really bench him for a guy who has four career starts and one career win? Hard. Brock Purdy's making this a really tough. He's almost taken. I mean, he hasn't yet. It's been three games, but it's right there for him. I think he could sort of take this job and then Trey would get his opportunity if Brock ever got injured, which, I mean, he's injured right now. So it could always happen. But, uh, man, this is interesting. And I want to say something like we're kind of scoffing at his skill set. Like, I see people comparing him to Taylor Heineke, and like, that's fine. But I, I'm going to, can I go on the high end of what yeah. the most reasonable comp for him would be on the high end? Yeah. <laughs> Don't it. laugh at me. Don't Just laugh do at it. me, all right? All right. Don't laugh at me. I'm not saying he's this guy. But he's got a lot of Joe Montana in him. I'm so sorry for saying that. I'm sorry. But if you say if you say like, well, he doesn't have a strong arm. Did Joe have a strong arm? He didn't have a. I think he had a stronger arm than Brock Purdy, but I don't think it was. It's not strong. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. He did not have a lot of zip on his throws. What he had was amazing accuracy. I'm not saying Brock's amazingly accurate, but he was quick. He was athletic, but not super fast. He had uh, accuracy. He could throw the ball down the field, but he didn't have a ton of zip on his throws. And um, hell of a game manager. And he was a baseball player, also a basketball player, but a baseball player in high school. Purdy was a baseball player too. And I feel like quarterbacks that played baseball, a lot of those guys can make all the different uh, arm slot throws. Anyway, I'm not saying he's going to win four Super Bowls and be Joe Montana, but before we just scoff and write off his skill set, I think it's important to kind of compare the skill sets to Joe. Joe was a third-round pick. He was not an overwhelmingly dominant athlete by any stretch. He wasn't. He, he kind of reminds me, if I'm doing it, when I do a high, I'm probably not ready to go with the Joe. With I'm not. The, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if, if I'm doing one, I, 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 he reminds me of uh, Tony Romo a lot. Uh, kind of that kind of playmaker. Because uh, Romo was a late pick. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of Romo. I mean, but again, you know, super early. So we'll have to see. I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot of cases of people in the past starting really hot and then just kind of tapering out. Um, and I'm hoping that's not the case with Brock Purdy. But so far, man, it's so good. It's it's a great story. It's fun to be a part of and to watch. And, and if you to put him in third and 10, it's, it's, I mean, he, he, I don't know that he has a zip to be pulling off that kind of stuff. Like you, he's not, he's not a great quarterback. He has obvious limitations. He's not going to be like gunning the ball past the sticks on third and long, mm-hmm. but I mean, he's cheap and you're not really, the Niners aren't even built to play that way. Anyway, they're so invested in their running game. They should never be in third and nine, unless there was a holding penalty. Like they should be in third and four all freaking day. And he's fine at that. So the way they want to play and the, like the little they want to spend at the quarterback position He's exactly what they're looking for. If he can keep it up, he might. They might be able to win Super Bowls with him, which is crazy. I, I they might be able possible. to do it. I definitely think it's possible. Yeah. Um, I guess my only thing. Let me ask you this question. Yes, he's had probably three potential interceptions that clearly yes. could. Have no, he had, he had one that was a legit pick, and then yeah. he against Tampa, he threw the ball to the defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. That could have got returned. And then it was called back because of a penalty away from the play. And yeah. then uh, this one, I mean, the guy just dropped the ball. So it's fair. He's gotten lucky. Yeah. So, he so has that's gotten lucky. Like, what would the would the narrative be any different had those 
ball's been intercepted. Yes. So it's something yes. that, you know, just kind of – But he mind. still would have won the games probably. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, like every like Joe Montana had games where he threw a lot of picks. I'm not comparing him to Joe Montana, but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got more wins as a rookie than Joe did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. It's a great story, man. Either way, I mean, I'm just – it's fun to be a part of. It made the season really exciting, you know. Yeah. Uh, when Trey went down, I, I was really bummed about the season. That was like the – I was really looking forward to seeing Trey play. And then Jimmy was quarterback, and we kind of like – it was just kind of like, uh, you're five, you know. And yeah. in, although Jimmy was playing hit the best ball of his career too, maybe, maybe partially responsible because of Brian Greasy, um, when he went down, I was like, oh, gosh. Because I saw Brock in the Chiefs game, mm-hmm. and I wasn't really excited about him. No. I was excited about him in the preseason and in training camp. And the things I saw, I'm like, oh, this guy is actually a playmaker. But then when he came in the Chiefs game, I was like, oh, he's not what but I thought. But if you think about it, though, in the Chiefs game, they were down big. And, like, that's not how the Niners really play, where you have to yeah. pass. Like, the Niners are all about getting the lead and leaning on you. And, like, that's what they've been able to do with Purdy. And that's what he's built to do. He's not built to come from behind. Like, yeah. obviously not. So, He's going to look good as long as the nine, the rest of the Niners look good. Mm-hmm. He, the question is, is he good enough for the 49ers? At his price point, if they're healthy, yeah, maybe. I mean, they keep kicking the shit out of everyone they play with Brock Purdy. Yeah. Have, have you noticed that? They keep yeah. kicking the shit out of everyone they play with Brock yeah. Purdy. So, I don't know. Now, that, that doesn't mean they're going to beat Philly. And if they lose to Philly in Philly NFC Championship game, it doesn't mean that necessarily that Brock wasn't good enough. It might mean that the offensive line isn't good enough or something. But we'll, we'll have my, to. We're not there yet. If I'm being the, uh, if I'm being a negative Nancy, and I please, know I'm being too positive today. I'm I'm nauseating <laughs> yeah, myself. I, I got to counterbalance it. Thank it, you. It's, Thank it's you. Unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got to think about like the team and the position that he's in right now. Um, I think the the goal of why they drafted Trey Lance was to get that quarterback that could come from behind, and whether that ends up being Trey Lance or not. Um, is that is that who Brock Purdy is? Like if Brock Purdy was on the Jaguars, would he be playing as well as he is right now? So I think, you know, ultimately, you know, Jimmy was a serviceable quarterback. I had him at like a B minus QB. Um, but I'm looking for an A, you know, because we're I'm a 49ers fan. I'm looking for Joe Montana, Steve Young. And maybe it is Brock Purdy. Who knows? Maybe it's Trey Lance. But I just that's what I'm looking for. I don't think they drafted Trey Lance to be that comfort behind quarterback. I don't think they, they – Kurt Bankert, he is, Kurt Bankert used to be on the team. He was in the practice squad. He was doing a live stream last night, and he said live that the Niners basically don't practice two-minute drills. I saw that. And, he's like, you know, and he was like, you know what? At first I was like, that's crazy. But then I was like, you know what? Why should they? They never have to do them. They're always winning. They're never in a rush. When, they, when are they ever in a rush on offense? Um, so – it, to me, like what Trey Lance was there to do was to actually supercharge the run game and make their strengths stronger. And what's funny about Brock Purdy is that he's killing it and the the passing game looks good, but the run game hasn't been as efficient as you would expect. And we'll talk about that next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I think, what Trey's about. Like if Trey were here as a passer, he's not as experienced or accurate as Brock, but the offense would be averaging like six yards a carry. So, and you would have a downfield like shot. Maybe it's not good enough to win as many games as they can with Brock right now, but over time you think Trey could become really special too. So can can we just just say, 
can we just combine Brock Purdy and Trey Lance into one quarterback? Well, what I think was what is cool is like last year they tried to sell the the Lance Jimmy comp. Well, there was no competition, but they've been trying to sell this as like a Joe Steve situation, which mm. always made me laugh because you're comparing Jimmy Garoppolo to Joe Montana. Get the hell out of here! But I just compared Brock Purdy to Joe. <laughs> so yeah. now I feel like we have yeah. we we got the the Joe Montana Steve Young dynamic, you know, and maybe yeah. maybe Brock is the one who's on the field first, and maybe it'll take Trey a little bit longer in the backgrounds, but. You know, maybe Trey takes his job eventually. Maybe they take each other's job a few times. I don't know, but it could yeah. be very interesting. I, th- I think it's safe to say that probably both quarterbacks will see the field at some point next year based on the history of this team. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. 49ers are never dry of, of good, entertaining content. I got something else to say. Okay. I think Purdy's going to be the best thing that ever happened to Trey. Because I think Trey, I can't prove it, but I think Trey felt that the fact that they gave up so much for him and the only guy in his way was Brock, was Jimmy Garoppolo, who everyone knows isn't good enough, I think he kind of felt like, man, I'm destined to get this job. And I'm young. And so I got time. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel like this offseason, while he did all the right things in camp, like, man, that video of him making it rain, like I got a, a bunch of pictures in my DMs of him at, at other various parties and places that I didn't want to put out publicly because I'm not a snitch, but it's like, man, it sounded like you were a 22-year-old who was sheltered as a kid and came out to the big city and became a franchise quarterback and lived it up, as I would have done. But what he needs to realize is that, dude, your opportunities come and go fast in the NFL because there's this kid that you didn't know existed who might just take your job right now. So I don't think... I have a feeling Trey Lance will not be making it rain this offseason. Uh, I have yeah. a feeling he's going to put his best foot forward, and we're going to have a hell of a quarterback competition this offseason. That's what I'm expecting. And if yeah. not, Trey, dude, I don't know what you're thinking because Brock is not messing around. He's so yeah. serious, dude. This definitely has to light a fire under him. The urgency's yeah. there. The competition's there. Uh, it's great entertainment. It's good for the team. It's good for both of them. It's going to make both of them better. Uh, looking forward to it, man. I just want to not see Brock Purdy, you know, on a date with a porn star making it rain at a house party this offseason. Can we yeah. can we get one quarterback for the Niners who doesn't want to be like <laughs> yeah. an adult film star or whatever? Like, come on. The offseason is going to be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to the offseason workouts with Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, Brandon Ayuk. Maybe Debo will show up this time. Uh the whole offseason is going to be no, maybe Debo show up this time. That's yeah. hilarious. All right, yeah. let's answer some questions. Uh, it's clear now that Jimmy G was ruining the career of our wide receivers in the three games that Purdy has played. We've seen Kittle be utilized tremendously, and yet they ride so hard for Jimmy. Man, I don't really get it. But it does seem like they're loving Brock Purdy right now. I will say though that uh, Ayuk's targets have gone down actually since Jimmy left, which is surprising for me. Uh, that that's actually really surprising for me. So hopefully that changes because Ayuk is top notch. Yeah, it does seem like um, Purdy throws to McCaffrey like every play. Mm-hmm. Every play. Bobby says, can you address Kittle's t-shirt? Eggplant move, right? Um, what do you? It seems so unnecessary. It seemed pre-planned, and I don't understand the message you're trying to get. It seemed like the message was, hey, don't forget about the quarterback of the team. That's what hey, yeah, Brock Purdy's team. a good story, but don't forget about Jimmy. Yeah. I thought that was I thought it was unnecessary, man. And I and I think you're right. That seemed like what the message was. But I think he's out of touch with the fan base with that one. Uh I don't think I think everyone's loving Brock Purdy and 
And, and you know, I, t I did a poll on, on my Twitter, and it's like 4,300 people voted. If all quarterbacks were healthy, who would you want to start? And it was Trey Lance. Now, that was before this Brock Purdy stuff yeah. took off. So I would imagine most of the fan base is excited about Trey and excited about Brock. I think I think Jimmy's or, or George is probably holding on to Jimmy tighter than most people outside of Juice Check. Yeah. Bobby D says, can you – oh, we already got you. Sorry. Zach says, these uh, those poised passes to wide-open players is fire. <laughs> hey, man, Jimmy Garoppolo would see a wide-open guy downfield get nervous and overthrown by 10 feet. So – I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. GEC yeah. Enterprises says, did you guys catch the post-game show? It was weird. Yeah, did you watch it yet, Grant? That's what we were kind of talking I about. I just, I, I I caught the clip of him saying he talks a lot and uh, everyone being like, whoa, whoa. And he was like, well, in a good way, in a good, <laughs> in a good way. Yeah. I was like, no, say it, man, say it. Yeah, it I agree with you. Interesting. Weird dynamics there. I, you know, George, maybe he feels like, because this is my friend, I have to go to bath for him and I can't be too complimentary. It was weird. Like, first... He actually said, uh, it's not like Brock needs to do anything special. He said that right in front of him. And then he Thanks. He, he kind of walked it back and it became really complimentary after that. But it was kind of it was kind of weird. Yeah. Well, um, I, he acted the same exact way to Trey Lance. And I feel like Trey Lance is younger and I, he's maybe a people pleaser. It seemed like he was trying to win over the team that didn't like him and preferred Jimmy Garoppolo. And it seems like Purdy's got more of a. Yeah, F you. F you attitude, which is money. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And you know, maybe Trey learned from it. Or maybe that's not his nature. I don't know. But yeah. it's inter it seems to be working. Matt mm -hmm. says, let's all close our eyes and picture Trey in the Brock Purdy offense. Holy cow, it gets me excited to see. Ryan, good to see you again today, my friend. Here's the thing, though. Again, what makes Purdy so intriguing is that rookies don't manage games like this. Rookies don't aren't this calm and confident in their decision making. And it's going to take, for all of... Trey's talent, that has nothing to do with game management. Zero. Game management is experience. It's like, oh, I've been in this situation before. I know what to do. Oh, I'm going to slide inbounds here. And I'm going to extend the ball. Like, that's because he's been in these situations before. So that's why it's always going to be hard to go to Trey when you see this guy operating the offense the way it's supposed to be operated. It's just... Well, I think my only tough. thing that... I've been kind of consistent about this, and I think Matt makes a good point. It's like... The only time we really got to see Trey in this same offense that we're seeing from Brock was the second half of that Texans game, and he did a great job. He did. Uh, Kyle has this completely, almost completely different offense for Trey. I would love to see Trey Lance get the same game plan as we've seen for Brock Purdy. I think he would be pretty impressive, honestly. I think they're, the offenses you would run with Trey and Brock are vastly different, and mm -hmm. that's kind of what makes – tricky keeping them on the, the team together but Kyle's done this in the past with Trey and Jimmy he can do it but they're different I mean <laughs> Brock Purdy is like a true dinker and dunker he's got I mean he's got he could throw it deep he's got touch but like man his air yards are going to be low and Trey air yards are going to be high so it's going to be different passing charts and all of that but Kyle's mm -hmm. smart enough to figure it out you can still do play action rollouts moving pockets stuff like that but yeah they're going to be That's different. I like to, yeah. I like to see less running, less QB yeah. option. I, I just want to see more passing game, even if it's from the play action and the rollout. That's yeah. fine. I want to see it, you know? And that's what we saw but, in the Texans game. And the thing with, to talk about Trey for a second, he wasn't ever, he never ever established himself as a great runner in the NFL. But it felt like teams were so worried about him running 
that yeah. all the focus was on him running, and which was part of the reason he only averaged about four yards a carry. But anytime he handed it off, dude ran for like 15 yards. Yeah. So I, I think there's potential there. And if you put him with Christian McCaffrey, like that would really open it. up things for Christian. So yeah. I want to see it. I yeah. want to see it too. I want to see it too. Do you smell what the Brock is cooking? I do. It's delicious. I'm excited to have two talented rookie quarterbacks fighting for a spot next year. They will push each other to be the best. Yeah, it's the Niners way, man. You got to have a competition at quarterback. You got to. Yeah. And I honestly, I think Jimmy was anointed. Five starts. Here's a hundred. Here you're the you're the number one highest paid player in the league. Yeah. Trey was anointed. Dude, we spent three first round picks on you, man. You're the franchise. You're the franchise. You're the franchise. Purdy was not anointed. When, he's when coming was, in and he's making these guys earn it. I love it. When was the last time the 49ers had a quarterback competition? Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick? That was a long time they ago. Never even, they never even competed. Yeah. I mean, Alex Smith was anointed number one pick. Kaepernick took it. I don't yeah. know. I, I like a guy who's not anointed. It's, it's nice. Yeah. And it's going to bring out the best it. in Trey. Because Trey, yeah. was at, I, get, I, I get the feeling he was acting like he felt he was anointed. And mm-hmm. the NFL is not for long. Yeah. Just because, and this is the thing, just because they gave up three first round picks does not mean they will hesitate to start Brock next year if he if he keeps playing like this. They, they'll just be like, yeah, okay, we, we got the loss here, but we got a win over here. So, hey, I guess, eh, oh well. Sorry, Trey. Yeah. So I'm looking for, I, I honestly, I hope that's what happens this offseason. I, I don't, you know, unless Brock Purdy wears the Super Bowl, I hope we go into this offseason with a open quarterback competition and the best man wins. Maybe they do a, a two QB system like Kyle was talking about. Oh. In two, th- two years ago. Yeah. I mean, they're both cheap. Get creative. Uh, how impressed were you that Brock handled himself playing injured, playing in Seattle, getting a win? I'm shocked. It's heady stuff for a rookie, man. It's mm-hmm. heady stuff. I feel like I was grading him on the Jimmy Garoppolo scale last night in my grades, and then just thinking about it today, it's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. This is not Jimmy Garoppolo. This is a rookie making $800,000 in a second career start. This is heady stuff. And and just because he has a low ceiling, quote unquote, doesn't mean that he can't get a little bit better this offseason with a, a year at an NFL training uh, facility, get a little stronger, get a little bit better mechanics. I mean, I wouldn't just say that this is it for him. And he was injured in Seattle. Yeah. I mean, really good stuff. I feel like I could tell a little bit from his passes that the, the, the injury was bothering him a little bit. You could kind of tell, but he did it. He did a good job, man. Nate Mercer says, I love your show, Grant. Here's $20 to please get a pop filter. Your P's and B's pop in the mic. Sorry. Thank you. I'll get it. I got to upgrade my whole thing, man. Me too. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, I should do it before the playoffs. Like, now is the time. If Brock is QB1 in 2023, does Trey request a trade? Is he in a position to trade? That's like Jordan Love requesting a trade. Like, can you? I don't think so. You're not. You, you didn't. It's not like you're a veteran. You haven't won a Super Bowl. You have one career win. It's yes, you were a high pick, but it was all based on potential. I don't know that he can. I, I think we have no idea how this thing's going to turn out. It's very possible that Trey ends up being the guy next year. Uh, it's still very early. I, I don't think Trey's going to do that anytime soon. Maybe after a couple of years, if it, if if it became evident that Brock was the man and he was going to be the starter, uh, you know long term then yeah i could see that happening but we're far from that i think at this point yeah it's possible that he hasn't really faced a good defense yet miami bad defense tampa they didn't have vita vea antoine winfield mike edwards and it was a short weekend there on the road and then freaking seattle so eventually he's gonna face a good defense and we'll see what that looks like 
And he's got a great team. I mean, we said it yeah. about Jimmy, so we can't take that away for Brock. I mean, he right. has elite weapons. But again, if you the idea with the team is to have the cheapest quarterback possible and have a, then you're that's the whole thing. Like you're gonna have if they yeah. suck at drafting and putting and signing players, you're gonna have an elite team. And yeah. you, the, the expectation isn't to be Patrick Mahomes; is to be good. And I, I again, I've been talking about this for years. Do you look at how expensive the best quarterbacks are in the league? Yeah. Of course you want Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. But if you don't have one of those two guys and you're still spending $50 million on your quarterback, the rest of your team isn't going to be that good. And he, he can't justify it. Look, the Cardinals are screwed Yeah. because they I, gave all that money up. to someone who didn't deserve it. Yeah, I was screwed. just going to bring them up. They're in a bad situation. Yeah. For a yeah. long time. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, if you, look at the, if you look at the NFC West right now, Niners are in the best position for – in the next several years, honestly, the next few years. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. And having cheap, quality, young quarterbacks is a big part of that. Yeah. I mean, everyone made a big deal about the Christian McCaffrey trade. He's a hell of a player. But what they needed was another quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's what they needed. And yeah. they got well, – he was there the whole time. He was just chilling. <laughs> yeah. He was like, yep. hey, I can play quarterback. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Raul says, love the content, Grant. Keep it up, man. Thank you. Um, what, I want to get through all these because you guys have been waiting. Uh, Ern says I'm late, but wondering what you interpret the point of Kittle's shirt. People keep talking about it. We talked about. We, we both feel like it's Kittle, you know, being not so subtle and saying, "Don't forget about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still a quarterback of this team." I mean, I, I think it's hard to fathom just how close of friends Kittle and Jimmy are. And use check the three of those guys are super best friends. It would have been great to see a quote on there from Trey Lance as well. If it, you know, so I think Jimmy, the QB one to start this year was Trey Lance, but you don't see, you don't see that kind of tribute to Trey, and that that, that bothers me a little bit. And there's, there's something toxic. Like if there's one toxic thing about this locker room, it's how they pick sides on this quarterback thing, and they're not united. It feels like Purdy's here to unite the team. I'm not Jimmy. I'm not Trey. I'm someone else. Yeah. And and like now here's George once again. Mm-hmm. Making a controversial take like he's picking sides. Like that guy's hurt. This is the one quarterback you have. Like, why don't you stop trying to create drama? That's how yeah. I looked at it. Yeah. Hey Grant, you're awesome. Uh <laughs> you too, Ryan. Why can't Niners Brock with two good quarterbacks that Rock with Brock? Well, I don't know. Why can't Niners Brock with two good quarterbacks? Just call him Brock. That are inexperienced. Uh, that are inex- inexpensive. Did you tell Kyle Shanahan don't play Mason or play Mason? I'm going to start telling him not to play Mason because he does the opposite. Yeah, we're saying rock with two inexperienced quarterbacks. Yeah. Darian says Purdy can get it done with the current talent. Lance can win games with less talent because of his skills. Imagine Lance now. It's too bad that Lance has – dude, the last three years for Lance has been a disaster. So the pandemic and then the Jimmy Garoppolo experience and then getting run between the tackles. So Not his fault. That's not his fault at all. That's why I root for him, man. It's it's that yeah. that underdog. Same same reason why I root for Brock. I love the underdog. There's a lot. I mean, what a story if Trey Lance ends up, you know, coming back and reaching the potential that a lot of us think he can. Merkin says people that are saying trade Trey Lance got low standards. BP is uh, right now, but not the future, in my opinion. Let's learn from our mistake with Jimmy. Goal is dynasty, not playoff berths. All yeah. I'm saying with Brock is just because he has a weak arm, don't just write him off as a backup. Um, because there's a lot of things about him that I like a lot, even though he does have a weak arm. And I, 
I know it's a cop out to say Joe Montana had a weak arm too, but he did. Sorry. So there's a, there's a lot of fans. Yeah, there's a lot of good things to look at. Yeah, there's a lot of good quarterbacks with weak arms, but you know, Trey Lance is exciting too. I mean, same Two thing. has a weak arm. Yeah. Two has a straight up weak arm. There's a lot Dude, of them. This guy is the right handed Tua, and Tua is an MVP candidate. Now, I'm not saying Tua is ever going to win a Super Bowl, but Tua doesn't have this defense. If Tua was on this team, they could win the Super Bowl, I think. I don't know. It's Coach possible. says, you don't ride on a donut tire past 40 miles before it pops on you. That's true because it's small. Don't get caught up. Let's furnish out the year and get back to the plan. We haven't even seen the worst of Brock. Let's finish the year and get Trey back. Sure. But if Brock continues to play the way he's playing right now and they go win a few playoff games, I think they're not going to go back to the plan, Coach. And maybe that's the wrong thing to do. But I just don't see how you... I mean, look. The, the locker room makes the decisions on this team. The tail wags the dog on this team. There are some very influential vets. And uh, if Jimmy's gone and they have to choose between Trey and, and, and Brock, I don't know. I guess I it depends I, on what happens the rest of the year. Coach, Coach makes a good point. Uh, I think what's going to happen, though, either way, both of these guys are going to get a chance. I, I really believe at some point both these guys are going to get a chance and the cream will rise to the top as it should. Yeah. Uh, Edgar says, Grant, give the long snapper some love. He, he, the way he snaps the ball. Elite. It, it goes like at least eight yards, ten. It's amazing. And there's that spiral. Hits that guy right in the hands. So good. I appreciate the little things. Mm-hmm. What was the deal with that hurry up before the half? And it looked as if Purdy made that call. Oh, I, that's another thing I wanted to let. That moment. Where Brock Purdy hurries up to the line, fourth and seven, draws the guy off sides. You ever, th- you ever see Jimmy do something like that? No, like, that's, that's a veteran play. Like, that's a guy who's played hella football the last seven years. A rookie? It's like, no, 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 no. I got th- that was very impressive. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's a franchise quarterback, but that's, that's the skill set that is intriguing. He really can manage the game. Yeah. Jimmy couldn't. Awful game manager. He had the last month. He was not throwing picks, but like, and he had recently discovered that you could throw the ball away. That was new. Yeah. But Purdy right now is a better game manager than Jimmy ever has been, ever will be, ever will be. Yeah. I think, I think there's one thing that I am grateful. And I, I know if Flav's watching, I'm going to get hate for this, but one thing I'm grateful for uh, Purdy is there's no need for Jimmy uh, nope. anymore. Nope. And, and that, uh, you he's know, the he's, younger, cheaper, more mobile, quicker. And Jimmy's more a confident. good dude. He's a yeah. good dude, but I'm just tired of the dink and yeah. dunk. Yeah. You get tired of the terrible decision making and the anxiety and the happy feet and the and the, the, the complete unwillingness to throw the ball down the field and the inability to really protect himself or, or create off schedule. I mean, all of that. Yeah. I'm going to roll with uh, Videos, thank you for becoming a member. Um, been a long time, Grant. Doing the cone phone on Saturday. Yes, I will do the cone phone tomorrow. All right. I got a lot more comments, but. Let's, uh, he said, is Peyton Manning a good comp? No. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning was 6'4". He couldn't move. He had a really good arm. No. Uh, number one pick in the draft. But uh, Cousins and RG3 QB controversy part two. Kirk Cousins sucks. Can I just say that? Kirk Cousins is Derek Carr. Both guys are not inspiring. Let's talk about something other than quarterbacks. It's been 45 minutes. 
I think Jawan Jennings doesn't get nearly enough love. I think he's the unsung hero of the offense. There's so many weapons and high-profile players in the offense. Debo, Ayu, Kittle, Juice, guys with nicknames. CMC, now Purdy, Trent Silverback, you know, all these guys. But Jawan, in a lot of ways, is the go-to guy when the chips are down. Like, it's third and eight, third and nine, and you got to have it. It's going to Jawan, and he's catching the ball. Here's Jawan. He runs that slant. He catches the ball out in front of him, about two yards in front of the sticks, gets plastered, gets destroyed, spins off the tackle, falls forward, and gets the first down by three yards. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's the most dependable possession receiver I can think of. And then late in the game, there was a third and seven where they went to Ayuk over the middle. And he alligator-armed it. He heard the footsteps. He didn't want the smoke. Jawan Jennings wants 100% 100 of the smoke. All of it. He's a hell of a player. Mm -hmm. I really like him. He deserves more credit. Yeah, he's kind of the glue. Like You're right, the unsung hero, the glue. When you need him, he's there. Um, And You know, he's just a good guy, tough guy. I also love his personality. If you saw, like, after the Tampa Bay game, the way he was interacting with Tom Brady. So, yeah, Juwan Jennings is clutch. I was actually really um, disappointed when uh, – what's the guy's name that was – that left? I can't remember. He went to the Patriots. I can't remember his name. He was the third receiver. Bourne, Kendrick Bourne. Bourne. Yeah, I was bummed when Bourne left, and I'm like, oh, man, this is – I actually really like Bourne. He was doing good. But Juwan Jennings has stepped up and done a great job. And to his credit, he's a nickname guy too, right? Third and one, right? So he's, he's, doing, uh, he's doing a good job. I just think it's interesting, like, the Niners are built to basically be ahead of the chains mm-hmm. where they can do, you know, run or pass, play action. And in in those situations, Kittle's devastating. Debo's devastating. Ayuk's devastating. All these guys. But when they fall behind the chains, I mean, are you going to Kittle? Are you going to Debo? Mm-hmm. Sometimes. But is Debo really going to get open? Mm-hmm. Joan will. Yeah. And he'll catch the ball. And he'll take the hit. And he'll get yards after the catch. Like, in that sense, in those situations, he's the go-to guy in the offense. He's the yeah. freaking go-to guy in the offense. And, frankly, they don't throw him the ball enough. They wait too long in the games to get him involved. They give him, like, three or four targets. He comes through every freaking time. They'd be better if they gave him more targets. Just yeah. saying. As, as quality control, I highly recommend them throw the ball to Jawan Jennings more. He's almost he's like good. It's almost like Jordan Mason in a way. Like, they, they only use him when they need him. Uh, when they, and they could be using yeah. them earlier to, yeah. as an advantage. Yeah. I mean, look, Christian McCaffrey, good player, but giving him like 90% of the touches in the first half, that doesn't establish any of your other weapons. You have so many weapons. Like p- part of what a really good offensive coach like Kyle or Bill Walsh or Andy Reid does in their script is get all the playmakers involved. Yeah. And Kyle recently is like, I have one person on my team. His name is Christian. So I you also I got Jawan. You know, I know we're talking about Jawan here, but like I would just love to see Jordan Mason, CMC in the backfield together in the first half of the game. So many options there. Jordan Mason, man, it's, he's so damn good, man. 16 yards per carry last night. When he only got a few carries, like the guy's nuts, man. I, I, I really hope that – Especially, you know, moving forward, and I think we're going to talk about that coming up, but Jordan Mason should be key in these last three games for the 49ers. 
We will. Um, we're going to get to the questions in a minute. I want to keep going. The Niners almost have no weaknesses. And I, they may have no weaknesses. They're really good. But if you had to say what their Achilles heel is, to me, ironically, it's their run game. Now, they rushed for a bunch of yards yesterday. Jordan Mason finished it out. But Christian McCaffrey, not a weakness. Hell of a running back. Jordan Mason, hell of a running back. And yet, the Niners are 14th in yards per carry in the league. 4.5 yards per carry. That's league average. They're average at running the ball with those running backs? Surprising. So um, I have a theory as to what's going. To me, it's a blocking issue. I don't think it's the running backs. I don't think it's the coaching. I think it's blocking. And, you know, we've talked about Brendel and McGlinchey, but to me, the real fall off here is Kittle. In the past, Kittle was like the best blocker on the team on run plays, and he would take guys and just move them down the field, and most of them would just follow him and get eight yards untouched. Now, I don't really see that same type of explosive strength from Kittle as a blocker, and so teams are setting the edge on the Niners really well, and they're forcing McCaffrey to cut back in the tackle between the tackles, which, I mean, it's not his strength. Not that he's bad at it, but the Niners just aren't getting to the edge in the run game like they did three years ago, and the reason they got to the edge so consistently in the past was Kittle. He was such a good blocker, mm-hmm. and now I don't think he... I mean, there used to be highlight blocks of him weekly. I don't remember anymore of him. So that to me is is the issue. They need to stop running outside zone because you don't have that dominant tight end at the point of attack. You should be running between the tackles with freaking Jordan Mason because it's working. And you have guys like Aaron Banks who can pull and, and maul people. Yeah, you know, I don't I, I don't know if it's I don't know if I see it as Kittle as much as personnel using Jordan Mason when you should be using him versus using you're not playing the CMC strengths when you're running him between the tackles it's just not who he is uh and you're not using Jordan Mason and that is his strength he's a power runner uh and he also has really good vision as well so I think I think the biggest problem with the run game is using the way they're using CMC in it and the way they're not using Jordan Mason, and maybe some of it is blocking. Maybe I think there might be a little brindle in there uh, might be causing some of the issues. But, um, yeah, I think it's just a personnel. If I have one complaint about uh, Kyle Shanahan, it's, it's you know, and I've, I've had a lot in the past, but I think he's doing really well. But if I'm nitpicking, it's personnel. Using Jordan Mason more, uh, being more cautious with how you're using CMC, playing to his strengths, playing to Jordan Mason's strengths. I think that's the biggest issue I see with this run game right now. And I think you, when you had Jeff Wilson Jr., he was able to do both, uh, right? He could run between the tackles. He had a little bit of that. Like, he was kind of decent at both. And now you have CMC, who's really good uh, on the outside, and you have Jordan mm-hmm. Mason's really good on the inside, but you're not using him that way. And I think that's what I, I have noticed. I haven't paid much attention to George Kittle's blocking, to be honest with you. So I couldn't well, I- tell you. The reason I say it is I've been watching them, but it's like they are trying to run Christian McCaffrey. They're trying to run him outside the tackles, but they're they're tossing him the ball in the outside runs and they're giving him the, the outside stretch runs. And it seems like teams are doing a good job of setting the edge. The Seahawks mm-hmm. did a really good job of setting the edge and and dictating the cutback and forcing him back into the teeth of the defense, 
which is not what you want to do. And frankly, back in 2019, 2018, teams had a really tough time setting the edge because George Kittle's on this team. And now you're starting to see it more. So if you can't secure the edge like you could in the past, well, start, forget zone blocking. Do some, you know, gap blocking. Double team at the point of the attack. Pull, pull the guard. And the problem with that is those plays are more suited to Jordan Mason than Christian McCaffrey. Oh, well. Yeah. You don't have to justify the Christian McCaffrey trade by giving him 50 million touches every game. Like, it's already if justified. Jordan Mason is going to crack off a 50-yard run every five carries, like, just do what's working. I think there are – just be more of a power. People want to take away the outside – then hit him between tackles with power. Yeah, it's come on. It's worth. That's what you do with Jordan Mason. It works. Do it more. Do it in the first quarter, not the fourth. And, and when Elijah Mitchell is healthy, yeah. I would love to see Kyle Shanahan use all three of these running backs. Yeah, and I think they could really develop this running game where we all thought. I think you know before the season we thought the 49ers were going to have the best game in the NFL. I think both of us said that, and it just hasn't worked out. But if they can get Elijah Mitchell, Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason all running, all getting touches, it could be tremendous. Um, hopefully that happens. Yeah. It's tough to compete with uh, Philly's run game when your quarterback isn't involved. That's mm-hmm. part of what makes Philly's run game so good. Yeah. Um, and I, that's part of why the Niners' run game isn't mm-hmm. is kind of average this year is because it's 10 on 11 run game. Yeah, that's another why reason why they like Trey. So mm-hmm. that's going to be something. This is going to be look. Brock Purdy's doing really well, but they're going to go into the playoffs and they're going to eventually face a really good defense. And if this run game doesn't improve, I mean Seattle held it in check for most of the game. Like the Chargers, some bad run defense have, have held it in check. If 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 a good defense can put the game hundred percent on Brock Purdy, the Niners going to lose. He's yeah. not built to play that way. So. They're built to run the hell out of the ball, and they're average, mm-hmm. average with good, really good running backs too. So they got to figure, they got to find something that works. I think they should be a, able to find. I think they should be able this to find was the game. first game the 49ers had a hundred yard rusher, right? And it took 26 carries in order to achieve that. I believe it was he was 100. I think he had 104 yards on like 26 carries, <clears throat> which is a lot of touches to get to the 104 yard mark. Um, so yeah. I, it, it, the 49ers run game has been underachieving a little bit throughout the year. That's one of the reasons I questioned the the line over the last couple of weeks. And I was, you know, wanting to look at how they dealt with these good defensive lines that they were going to be facing against like teams like Tampa Bay. And, and they actually did a really good job in the passing game. So Washington uh, next week is going to be another really good test uh, for this offensive line in this run game. Another reason I think their run game isn't as good as it should be is it's not just Kittle. I don't want to just single out Kittle. Um, it's McGlinchey. It's Burford. It's Brendel. It's the fact that they can't really run to the right. They're much better at running to the left. I mean, how many times do you see George Kittle motioning from the right to the left, setting up next to Trent Williams with Juszczyk over there? It's like, okay, we know what's coming. And the yeah. Niners, I think, don't even really care. Like, they know that that's their strength and they're going to run that way. But if you're that left-handed, if you don't have balance and the defense doesn't really have to honor the whole field, you're not going to be dominant. You're just yeah. not. Mm-hmm. So that's a it's problem. Like a, it's like a point guard that can only go right or can only go left in basketball. Right. It's the same thing. You got you to gotta have both. Um, so that, that's another thing that needs to develop, definitely, the right side. And so McGlinchey, before he had these injuries the past few years, used to be a good zone blocking run blocker. He could get out in space. 
Now, I don't think he is anymore. Another reason that those plays aren't working. So find something he can do. I think his assignment on a power play is he doesn't have to run. It's just down blocking, you know, mm-hmm. down block. So I, I think that would suit him more too. It would be interesting to see the Niners go to a power running scheme, but that would mean actually using Jordan Mason. So I don't know. We'll see if they'll do it. If they can develop this run game going in the playoffs, so they're going to be in a much better spot than they are now, which is incredible to think about. They're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well. They could. Well, they could. Yeah. It's just they're a great story, and we think they're a Tier 1 team, but they haven't beaten a Tier 1 team yet. You know what I'm saying? And tier 1 Philly, defense. Yeah. Yeah, Philly, Buffalo, Kansas City, like those are Tier 1 teams. Are the Niners there? I don't know. They could right. beat all the other teams, though, except for yeah. Denver. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was Jimmy's fault. Uh <laughs> As long as BP plays B plus till A minus, Niners will win the Super Bowl. I don't know, man. Philly's really good, dude. Philly's really good. Philly has a hell of an offensive yeah. line, which you have to have to match up with the Niners. And their defenses. And, yeah, like, they're going to meet, meet teams that have good offenses and defenses. So, you know, we're relying on our defense a lot. Um, that's going to be the question when you get to these really good teams. And what stinks is even if the Niners beat Philly, that's not enough. Then you got to go beat Buffalo or Kansas City or whoever comes out of air. Like, you you got to go through Philly in Philly for the right to play in the Super Bowl. That's that's tough. It is going to be tough. So, yeah. If Brock Purdy beats the Philly in Philly, man, legendary. Just, yeah. just put, you know, make a statue of him right there. <laughs> right. My finger hurts, says Kyle said the most supportive things about his quarterback ever yesterday. He loves Purdy and just wants a competent quarterback that can run his plays. Trey's done here. So I didn't. I saw that interview. I didn't get that feeling. It was a question. I think Grant, you asked him, right? Like, what? Well, yeah. So it was a direct question from Grant, uh, and he responded well. He's one of the most composed rookies. But I didn't look at that like uh, it was a knock on Trey in any way. So I've seen this take, and right. I don't necessarily agree with that. I do feel that you can see that Kyle is over the moon with mm-hmm. Brock. But how could you not be? Yeah. Uh, at the same time. You know, we'll see what he does next week. Will he stay healthy? I mean, it's good to have options. You don't know how this is going to go. But yeah. right now, I mean, Brock's making Kyle look really good. He's making everyone look really good, making them look like yeah. geniuses. Oh, yeah, we saw this coming. We knew. Yeah. We you know the win with your third-string quarterback. That makes you look great. Yeah. 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 Um, Justin says, is Kyle finally seen as a leader of the team now that we're on QB three and four? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he might I, I look at I look at Purdy as a leader for sure. Yeah. He might I told be though. Kittle to shut up on national television. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Kyle's never done that. Hack on uh, Kyle Shannon all day and get snubbed in interviews. Kyle answered my question though. Mm-hmm. Give me a good answer. Hell of an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Sim Murda 187 said 187. Dang. How much of this was him going hard, studying, waiting for a chance? I feel like he really studied his playbook hard and practiced it his own time. Oh, no doubt. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I think him and Trey both have really good reputation of being in the books. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matthew Sanders says, told you GK resents talent. He thinks Trey is being given an opportunity to earn. Purdy isn't the golden child that's not a threat to his psyche. Boy, that's deep. Uh, Resents talent. That's deep. I don't know about that. I mean, he likes Bosa, right? Does he? I don't know. Zachary Kelway says, I don't trust Trey Lance to toss a cell phone to his girlfriend. He doesn't even hand the ball off well. Wow. He doesn't hand the ball off well? See, look, I understand people being like, look, I like Brock Purdy. Don't write off Brock Purdy. That could be a starter right there. But the people who are just so quick 
to shit on Trey Lance and write him off. I, I'm not going to go into like the, the reasons it could be, but it, it does definitely seem like an instant gratification culture. Like if a dude isn't fully developed and doesn't win his first three games, I don't want to look at him anymore, which is silly. Yeah. It's silly. And it seems like Jimmy Garoppolo, we know Zachary Kelway here, big fan of the show, is a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan. They're the most instant gratification people. You know? Well, it, it, again, like the offense that Brock Purdy is running, it's the same offense Kyle Shanahan has been running for five years. The offense we saw with Trey Lance was a, a whole different thing than we've seen from Kyle Shanahan with his time with the 49ers. Part of what you saw with Trey Lance and his struggles is Kyle Shanahan learning to use Trey Lance to his strengths. And I think that's a very under-talked about point when it comes to Trey Lance and how he's performed so far this year. Also, I, I think, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo fans like beating their chest every time he wins a regular season game. And it's mm-hmm. a bunch of like, yeah, 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 he's great. And you can play that little game on social media every every week. Look at Jimmy. He's so good. He's underrated. Look at his stats. Um, and then when he finally doesn't win the Super Bowl, you blame someone else. But with Trey, like, you actually have to – you can't play that game. You have to sort of un- see the long view and understand that he's a project and um, not say anything too reckless early on. Because right. people did that with Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and they were wrong, um, and they just don't like quarterbacks like that. They don't. They don't think in those terms. They think that Jimmy is the ideal quarterback, and so to be good, you have to prove it freaking right away, which is wrong. This, maybe this is a weird one, but it's like it's like if you go to college for business to get your bachelor's, and you know it's exciting because you got your bachelor's, you graduate, you're making sixty k a year, or you could you know go to school to be a doctor. It's going to take you longer, but when you're done, you're going to be making a ton of money. It's kind of the way I see with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Those guys will get you, you know, you make your 60K a year for now. But with Trey Lance, you have the potential to be rich. And so just my thoughts on this subject. True. Pat O says, Brock's from my town in AZ, God-loving kids, sings country songs, extremely humble, but confident in all the right ways, resonates in the locker room. He sings country songs. I'm out. Wow. <laughs> Changes everything. <laughs> I am 100% out. Sings oh. country songs? Please tell I me he doesn't play the acoustic guitar, too. Does he play the acoustic guitar? Oh, shit. Is, is this, are we going to have like an Animal House situation where someone's going to have to grab the guitar and smash it against the wall? Because that's how it makes me feel. Country songs, huh? That's okay. Yes. That's um, all right. Old school countries, you know, it's not something I would listen to, but it's like, it's it's like the you know like the newer pop country where it's like, you know, th- that I, doesn't resonate with me. I didn't grow up my I didn't grow up on it. My wife hates it. I dabble a little Chris Stapleton. You're not, not I have no bad. idea who that is, and I'm proud to say that I don't know who Chris Stapleton is. Chris Stapleton's pretty good, man. Check him he out. jams. Yeah. The, when I think of uh, country music, I think of um, Boogie Nights, Don Cheadle, <laughs> when he's try, when he's working at the record store, right. he's trying to sell yeah. the, 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 the stereo, and he keeps playing country and. Losing customers. Yeah, it's country western thing. He's the only country singer I know by name, just so you know, just for the record. But he's pretty good. There's one more than I can name. God loving <laughs> kid sings country. Well, you know what resonates? Winning. Yeah. Twisted Clown says, Is Kyle secretly saving Mason for the playoffs? Or do we just not know football? Also, congrats to the Niners winning the NFC West. Let's be positive. Yeah. Can you explain that? It's like he doesn't trust Jordan Mason until the game is on the line at the very end. It's like I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I they mean, call him the closer. They, they want to give him a role. He's the closer. That's ridiculous. That's not a role. That's a that's a baseball pitcher. 
Yeah. There's no such thing. I yeah, care. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it yet. And maybe, maybe that is his plan. I don't know, but I, I just want to see more Jordan Mason, as I've been saying since uh, preseason. Anoop says double fake t- tight end pass to Kittle is an old Steve Young play. Terrific team looks absolutely super. Major threat to us is being out coached. Thoughts? That play was phenomenal. I love that. That's my favorite play from from last night. You know, he faked to the left, faked to the right, and threw to the man. middle. That was that was I, a great. Play. I'm concerned about the offensive line um, against a really good defense. The Niners haven't faced a good defense in a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, Denver kind of beat them up. Josh Smith speaks. Gives me $5. Thank you so much. Uh, Ping Pong Show says Niners have struggled knowing when to walk away and cut their losses. Trey's in a good fit here in any way. Just cut your losses and get something for him. Again, Jeez. I don't see why that's smart because you need a good backup. He's cheap. And you're not going to get that much from him right now. You're selling low. I don't see the urgency to trade him right now. If you could tell him you get a first-round pick for him and Brock just won the Super Bowl, maybe you consider it. But you're not there. I don't think you're there. This team has one injury. How often do quarterbacks get hurt on this team? I don't Brock's understand. hurt right now. Why would you want to get rid of two great, cheap, young quarterbacks? It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. There's no, there's no deadline to do that. Right. Uh, videos by... I can't. By SBK says Brock nearly beat Hertz in a crazy college game, 42-41, while playing behind the whole game. Definitely a chance for a dub against the Eagles with Niners. I did not know that. Was that Iowa State versus Oklahoma? I would think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mike H says, I like Jimmy as he seems like a nice guy. That being said, he's 31, has a firm ceiling, and clearly not the future. Trey and Brock will battle it out. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Very much so. Young K. True says, Grant, are you sure you're not at least somewhat of a Niners fan? It would be hard for me to cover a team and not root for them. I'm not a Niners fan. I grew up a Niners fan, though, so I'm I, I'm invested in the team. But I grew up the son of a newspaper writer too, so that's just how I was taught to cover teams. The most popular question for Grant: Are you sure? Yeah. It's, 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 are you sure you're not a Niners fan? And are you, why are you such a Niners hater? It's, you know, it's like I'm both. Scotty yeah, yeah. says Trey Lance seems very mild mannered. He will channel his frustrations into his offseason program and come back a different quarterback. Looking forward to next year. I, I kind of agree. And now yeah. he has a chip on his shoulder that he needs. Scotty Dippin with probably top three names. Such a the, great name. Yeah. Kid Trickster says Kyle wants Purdy to be a better Jimmy G and wants Trey to be a better Josh Allen. Trey is the future. Oh, I'm sure they would love Trey to become the quarterback they wanted him to be. Of course. But it's no, it's not given. And Brock Purdy is doing his thing right now. So I, th- I think Trey's going to. Trey's going to reach his potential at some some point for some team. Maybe it's for the 49ers this year, next year. Maybe it's for a different team in five years. But I don't see what's going to stop Trey Lance from becoming good one day if he gets his experience. I really think he's got That's all the That's the thing, history. though. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like, as he gets further in his career, mm-hmm. is he going to get that opportunity is my question. Maybe. Mm-hmm. But, like now, uh, would a team want him or would they just draft a quarterback? Because, again, he hasn't played in three years. Yeah. You know? I think I mean, the, yeah. the thing about this team, and, and even Brock Purdy, is even if Brock Purdy is the appointed starter going into 2023, it, I find it hard to believe that he's going to make it through 17 games without Trey Lance having to come in at some point. Uh, he's a small dude, man. And, you know, he got hurt in his yeah. first start. Yeah. Uh, Trey Lance is going to get his time. I, I, I would bet large amounts of money on that. Yeah, frankly, like – most smaller quarterbacks who run around get injured. Mm-hmm. 
and Brock Purdy's a smaller quarterback who runs around. Mm-hmm. He might be Joe Montana, or he might be a smaller quarterback who runs around. So, and he peels I mean, any, any quarterback who runs around is, gonna, is frankly going to get injured. And he peels out the back under pressure sometimes, and that that could that can be dangerous sometimes. Yeah. So I'm hoping he's able to stay healthy through this through this season and playoff run. But yeah. And then Kumar says Kittle did downplay the importance of the quarterback in the postgame show. I was surprised. Funny to say that after the game and come out with the Jimmy shirt. Yeah, it was real weird. It was it was strange. You know, I like I like Kittle. I was glad to see him do his thing last night. It's nice to see he still has it. But there's something about his personality that I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Because what 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 he should have been, he should have gone to that postgame uh interview with Brock, put his arm around him and been like, this guy. This yeah. guy is the great. We love this guy. Instead, yeah. what he essentially did was say, "Let's slow down. It's not yeah. all about Brock. Yeah. It's not all about. He doesn't have to do that much. He's got suddenly great players around him. And let's not forget. Let's not forget my good friend Jimmy Garoppolo. That's what it felt like, right? Yeah, you should have been up there pumping him up, Brock. Right." And he's done more than what Jimmy has been able to do. And that's the weird thing is, like, what does what Jimmy – you said he's not asked to do anything special. Well, Jimmy's not being asked to do anything special either. Uh, it's just really awkward. And, uh, you know, you're headed into the postseason. You want to win a Super Bowl. The best thing you can do, George, as a leader of this team is build up Brock and his confidence at this point. Jim, and, you know, when Jimmy, if Jimmy ever comes back, deal with Jimmy then. But he's, he's not here right now. Daniel says Purdy doesn't dance in the pocket. He jump shifts. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Ping Pong Show says trading away Lance and re-signing Jimmy as a backup would be the best. No, no, absolutely not. Doubt Jimmy would do it, but bet players would want that. No. Jimmy's got to go. Jimmy doesn't give you anything that Brock doesn't give you. Jimmy's got to go. It's like no. the, never end, the never ending story. I want to sing that. Yeah. Never yeah. Yeah, no. Jesse Thompson says Purdy could be it or he could be a flash in the pan. I'm tired of people saying Trey Lance is a bust. He's had no time to develop. I also don't understand why the locker room supports Purdy but not Lance. For the same reason they supported Jimmy but not Lance. They don't, their instant gratification. They want to be win now. They don't want to take one step back to take two steps forward, which is, I don't know, maybe the perception they have of Trey Lance. They want someone who can play well right now, and that's what Brock has done for three weeks. I think there's three or four, there's three or four, minimum dudes in that locker room that are big on Trey Lance. I can tell you that much, though. That part I do know. It's not all of them, but it's there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, but it seems like those same people are kind of into Purdy right now, too. I mean, Debo's tweeting about yeah. it. Was he not? Yeah. I know I'm blocked. Mike White says, Heineke Cooper Rush, patience, please. True. Irfan says, Mike Silver just said that he spoke to Ward last night, and Ward told him that he has a concussion. I don't know how then Ward was cleared to play. Yeah, man, that concussion protocol is ridiculous. Yeah. It seems like it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We're seven and zero since starting CMC. He's clutch for us. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's a big good. part of their success right now. You he's know. good. He draws a lot of attention. Like he's not dominating on the ground, but man, he draws a lot of attention. Yeah. I mean, they were bracketing him as a receiver in Seattle. Like those option routes, they had a guy on the left, guy on the right. That opens stuff up for other people. They're double covering him as a receiver. Yeah. Just got on how much I missed, like an hour and 10. <laughs> Just a little bit. But we still got a lot more to go. Um, mm-hmm. Teams load the box against the Niners more than others. Yeah, that's why you had so many wide open guys because play action is wide open. Flave yeah. says, have, have always been cool with moving on from Jimmy Garoppolo as long as it's another competent quarterback. 
uh, can win with Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo can't win with Trey right now would do right by him and trade him to a team that likes him. Yeah, you hate him, so you want to get him off the team. Um, but uh, again, Jimmy Garoppolo fans like Brock because they're an instant gratification type. And with Trey, you it's like you know buying a, a bottle of wine and aging it. You don't drink it that night. You drink it like, on a special occasion in two years. I feel like when you trade three first-round draft picks to draft a guy, you probably like him. Right. And it's not like the Niners brought him in. They're like, oh, oh, he's a project. Oh, we didn't know that. Right. Oh, my God. So no one told us he didn't play in college. Like, they right. knew exactly what they were getting into. They felt they were the right uh, place, organization to develop him. Mm-hmm. They haven't even tried. So, I mean, the 49ers have, as, as critical as I have been on the 49ers, they have proven that they have plans for these young guys. And a lot of times it works out. So there's no reason to think they don't have the, a, a similar plan for Trey Lance long term. I think Trey Lance is going to be on this team for a long time. Dude, trading him for a third round pick today would be stupid. Why? You need a third round pick that bad? No, you yeah. need a quarterback. Right. He's cheap. Kyle's going to get CMC hurt the way he's playing him. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next. I'm trying to get through these uh, these topics because we're like a half hour behind. Mm-hmm. Dave says, yes, please play Mason more. I've been screaming it all year. Oh, yeah, Eric lost all my respect. Grant, your job is to ask questions for us. If he doesn't like you, he doesn't like me. For real, though. I don't, it's his prerogative. He wants to answer my freaking... I don't care. I really wasn't upset about that. Like People, guess, people love getting outraged on Twitter, but I didn't think twice. I mean, I, it was hilarious to me. It's they like, just want to slam dunk on you. The, the people that it's have fine. problems with you, they want to slam dunk on you and use it... You know, that's his prerogative. It didn't change my night. Yeah, I mean, Eric Armstead, off the field, he's a very good dude here in the Sacramento area. Yeah. On the field, he's a good player. Yeah. I, I don't agree with uh, the way he handled it, but it's his prerogative. He can do whatever yeah, he Yeah, I didn't ask him the question because I needed I needed his answer on it. I was just yeah. – it occurred to me in the moment like, hey, um, maybe – Eric would say something nice about Kerry Hyder on the record. And that's always nice because, you know, Kerry's a vet who's looking for a contract and it's always great when team captains, you know, but no, his, uh, you know, dislike of me overrode his support of a teammate. So that's his choice. I don't care. I had a great day yesterday. I really enjoyed myself. Sean Shepard says, Sup, Grant. You're cool even if you're from Oakland. Can we say it? Kittle has lost a step and been very negative ever since getting paid. Maybe he's not a fan of Jim's shower image. He's got to change or go. I don't think he's the blocker he used to be. Um, but he was uh, – the way he moved after the catch and the long – I mean, that was that felt like finish George right there. No one wanted to tackle him. That was quite impressive. Yeah. That was quite impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah, I left yesterday's game thinking George still has it. It's just he hasn't been. He can run. Fight. He can yeah. run for sure. Sean says Brock is not the type of quarterback you hand the franchise to. If you can't count on him to carry a team on his shoulders in two years, why go through this? Because, again, the Niners aren't necessarily looking for a $50 million quarterback who can run two-minute drills and lead. That's not the team they want to be. They want a cheap quarterback who can be a cog in the system. That's what they said they wanted. I'm mean, So maybe Brock's that guy. It was supposed to be Lance, but – you wasted the first two years of his cheap deal, and he still got has to be developed. So by the time it's time for, he's ready to go, he might be expensive. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to get a cheap quarterback. Brock is the cheapest quarterback in the league right now. Yeah. So they got that going for him. Sydney says, "Grant, do you accept EBT for the super chat?" I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, one more, and then we'll get back to the show and finish up with the questions later. Leo says, not sure why Kyle won't call QB runs for Purdy, considering the Bills do it with Josh Allen. Remember, Kyle? I'm going to stay away from that one. I got I got answers, but I won't, I won't answer it. All right, so the 49ers just went like, you know, they didn't hold anything back in Seattle. They were going for the NFC cha- division championship. They got it. They gave Christian McCaffrey 26 carries in another, what, 10, 8, 10 targets. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Now they got, now they're in the playoffs. They won the division. They're going to the playoffs. And uh, they're probably going to win at least two of their next three games, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what they do. So what do you think is the proper way for them to sort of pace themselves and catch their breath before the playoffs start? I mean, that home field advantage is going to be huge. Vikings have a couple halfway tough games on their hands. Um, so it's it's possible they lose one or, or two uh, as well. Um, I think the Vikings, they're kind of like almost overperforming a little bit. So I could see the Vikings losing a game or so over the next they have four games left because they have. Also, I have no confidence in. I have no confidence in Kirk Cousins. No yeah, I don't, in Kirk Cousins. I'm not too worried about him, but I think that home field advantage is going to be crucial for the 49ers. So they definitely need to go after it. The key is not letting your top top players get hurt. That's the yeah. main thing. Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, uh, George Kittle, Fred Warner, guys like Greenlaw, like those guys, Travis Ward. They have to be very careful uh, when when playing those guys for these remaining three games. They got to figure out a way to both win the games, and I don't think they have the toughest opponents. Maybe Washington is probably the toughest opponent that they have left. So if they if they can get through the next game, they really need to be really cautious, which hasn't been Kyle's strength, uh, in my opinion. That's one of the things I nitpick with Kyle is uh, his risk versus reward, the way he manages personnel. But I think they really need to really focus in on keeping guys healthy headed into the playoffs. Because if they lose CMC or Nick Bosa, they're in trouble. You know, those are the, those are your two offensive MVP, your offensive and defensive MVP of your team. So they really have to be careful about how much they use those guys over the next three weeks. Can you guess how many touches Christian McCaffrey's had the last three games? Total and th- three total touches last three games. 80? 73. 73, 73 touches. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. You, you got the, you got, you're on a seven game winning streak. You got the divisional crown. Stop. Stop mm-hmm. it right now. You're using him like he's Derrick Henry. He's yeah. 5'11, 205. He's yeah. not built like that. He's shorter than I am. He's just a normal looking guy who's a scat back and a really good receiver and a, a good running back, too. But Dude, he's not Derrick Henry, and you're going to mess around and find out that the hard way I think is irresponsible, and it's such an easy way to prepare for the playoffs, man. You, you're in. You know, you you're, you could probably lose one of these next three games and still get the number two seed. Mm-hmm. Find a way to, to win the next few games without doing what you did with McCaffrey the last few games because that's not sustainable, and that's what you want to do in the playoffs. That's yeah. how you want to play in the playoffs, not against freaking Raiders. Raiders, yeah. Or Raiders. Figure out a way to win the two out of the next three games without using CMC and Nick Bosa the way you have so far. And and on offense, that's Jordan Mason. Uh, yep. You got to turn him up and get – you know, if anything, it's going to get him ready for the playoffs. Like I don't understand what they're worried about with Jordan Mason. So far, he's been 
phenomenal, like really good. So I don't see how the Niners lose to the Raiders or the Cardinals. I don't see how they lose those games. So even if they lose to Washington, which they could, although they won't necessarily, like they could still end up with two seed and be actually healthy and rested as opposed to, I mean, like there's sometimes when Christian McCaffrey's in the second half, he'll carry the ball, he'll get hit by three or four guys, and he'll just be laying on his back, like waiting for someone to pick him up because he's like, man, I'm too tired to get myself off the ground. Who's got me? It's like, man, he would be better with 10 to 15 carries a game. I bet his yards per carry would be higher than if you gave him 20, 26. What the hell is that? That's insane. 26. Yeah, you, you need, CMC and Nick Bosa, to me, are the two most important players on this team. One on offense, one on defense. If you lose either one of them, your your odds of, of going far in the playoffs and winning the Super Bowl go down tremendously. So they just got to really just minimize their usage over these next three games. I don't even care if you rest them a game. Like, figure out a game to rest them completely. Right. You know, do it like they do in the NBA. Give them some time off. Watch their snaps. That's the main thing. Win two out of the next three games without getting those two guys hurt. That's, that's the goal. Find yeah. a way to win two out of the next three games without giving the ball to Christian McCaffrey a billion times. Yeah. And you, I bet you could win three out of the next three games doing that too. I bet you can, Kyle, because you're Absolutely. good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people <laughs> like you. <laughs> yes. All right, real quick, we'll go into the Washington game, and then we'll take the rest of the comments. This upcoming game against Washington is really interesting. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a game the Niners legitimately could lose, even though they're better than Washington. And it's, I'm not picking them to lose. I'm not stupid. But here's why it's an interesting game to me. The Niners just could clinch the division. It's emotional. They have half a week off. They have nothing to play for right now other than the two seed. And Washington has everything to play for. They're fighting for a, a, a playoff spot. So there's just no way that the Niners will be as hungry as Washington. Also, Washington has a big, good defensive line that might be able to push around the Niners' not-so-great offensive line. So those are two reasons why the game could be interesting. All right, what are you thinking from this matchup? I think they're going to win. I think they can use this. I think they're going to kick the shit out of Washington like they did the last three opponents. Yeah, it's like, analysis. You know, I, I think they can use these next nine, ten days to prepare, get healthy, create a plan. Kyle Shanahan, man. You've done a great job these last seven games. Get in your bag. Figure out how you're going to use Jordan Mason. Get in his Duffy. Right. Throw Pop Danny Gray in here. Do, figure out how to win with your young guys because your young guys are still hungry. You know, they want. They still want to go out there and show what they're made of. Uh, Kyle, figure it out, man. You can definitely do it. I feel like they should be able to win these last three games, even while using these other guys sparingly. Now, Washington's defense is good, and it's going to be a good test for the offensive line. Um, so that's my biggest concern is that offensive line versus Washington's defensive line. Outside of that, I feel like the 49ers can definitely pull this off. And they got time to get healthy and play. So we've talked about like players. We, we, we want them to rest a little bit, not overuse in this next three-game stretch. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about players that should get more, more usage. Jordan Mason, another guy. Jawan Jennings. You know, he's, he's stuck on like two catches, three catches, Against New Orleans, he had six catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. When they get him involved, he he comes through. He's clutch. I think he needs to – I think he should be getting six, seven, eight uh, targets. He should be getting targeted like a starting wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, even even got – you know, another guy that's big that we haven't brought up yet would be uh, 
uh, Trent Williams, he's crucial as well. We really got to make sure Trent Williams is uh, is safe. So maybe run to the right sometimes. See if we can run to the right a little bit. Give Trent a break. You know, right? Run power, run power, and uh, use Jordan Mason. Gold Blooded says worried about Philly RD is terrible against mobile quarterbacks. That's true. The one the one thing that the one like Achilles heel of the defense is the scramble on third and long. And and freaking Gino did it to him. The 18 yard gain on third and thirteen, like yup. Jalen Hurst is really, really tough to contain. I, yeah. I don't know that the Niners can beat Philly. And I if, if they lose, it was not necessarily because they didn't have the, a good enough quarterback. I mean, Philly has a way better offensive line than the Niners. Philly Kansas City, Buffalo, they all worry me a little bit. Red and gold, Rainwater says BCB is worth what we gave for Lance. Trade Lance. Why do people want to sell low on Lance? What is the rush here? They that, never, I don't understand it. They never liked this him is, in the first place for that's whatever what reason. Yeah. That's what it is. Starting to think Trey will forever be a backup. I know, man. He's, in, he's behind the eight ball in the sense that he doesn't have reps. He needs reps to get reps. It's like... How do I need ID to get ID? He's in that situation. You know what I mean? Oh, well, you're just not experienced enough. Okay, well, then let me play. Well, we can't let you play until you're more experienced. Well, I can't. He's like that kid out of college looking for a job, you know? Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, Mike H. says, seems like there is a racial element to the Lance hate. This dude has started three games, and fans of this team are taking personal shots at him. Do you think, Mike? Do you think? People get so mad when you say that. All of a sudden, you get fifty comments. Oh my God! Pulling the 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 race car broke. Okay, so you're offended. You're yeah. offended. What does if that it, mean? If you're yeah. offended by that statement, that that tells me a lot about you. Right. Brian says uh, is not using Mason earlier game flow thing with Shanahan. The dude is clearly overly ready to take more snaps and give CMC more breathers. I, no, what it is, it's Kyle justifying his trade. To me, it's a trade that no general manager would make. They gave up a lot. For a running back who's expensive, but Kyle can justify it because he calls the plays. So he's like, "Oh, oh, the league, you know, people are scoffing." Oh, they, well, look, look at look at his numbers. He's got a billion yards and a billion touchdowns. Like, yeah, man, we also got a billion carries. But to me, it's just it's 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 a it's a guy who's a little insecure about a move, trying to justify it. When I feel like, man, you're we've won seven games in a row. Just win however you want to win at this point. No one's gonna yeah. second guess you if you win. Yeah. If you lose, though, I'm coming for you. <laughs> uh, uh, Michael Duran says, when is that one-on-one sit-down interview with Eric? Hmm. I'll ask him. It would be interesting. I could ask a question. He could say next question. And I'll ask another question. He could say next question. That would be actually kind of fun. Gustavo says, if Purdy wins the Super Bowl, who are we trading? Um, neither. How about neither? Trading Trey is done. BP has an injury-prone body. And he runs around, right? And he's small. Feels great, baby. Minus 10. Well said, George. Uh, oh, yeah. Minus 10. Well said. The Niners fans are also feeling great. Minus 10. <laughs> it's true. He put the little minus sign there. Mm-hmm. George didn't quite get it, but he did. Uh, sturdy Purdy, says Manuel. I like it. Purdy Lance quarterback room is a win-win. I think, yeah. I think people are starting to realize that. It's a good problem to have. It's what you want. Has Jimmy G even been at the games lately? I don't know. Good question. I didn't see him. Trey has. Trey yeah. has. Jimmy Garoppolo played great this year. BP is playing great right now. Trey may be great in the future. Niners are NFC West champs about to sweep no complaints. Yes. Well put. Ethan says BPTL next year is going to be fun to watch. Perfect time for fans to stop the divide and support whoever is the best man going forward. It's a win-win. 
Mm-hmm. Brock Purdy came to unite the 49ers fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, Niccolo Credit says, bruh, can we just stop talking about Jimmy? His season is over, and frankly, his venture with this team is done. He ain't it. Had five seasons and didn't win. Here, here. People who hate Trey also hated Cap. Oh, he went there. It's true. I lost count of how many ums Shanahan uh, let go last night. He was in his duffy with the ums. <laughs> Moody says, Ray Ray last night, third and Juwan, stronger than ever. Ray Ray's a really good returner, man. And that one catch he yeah. had. Yeah, can I uh... – let me just say, I apologize to Ray Ray. I was a little bit worried about what I saw from him in the preseason and his fumble history, but he's done an Hold amazing on. job. Hold so on. We got to stop this apologizing thing. Okay. Because I feel like what happens is you or I, we're quality control, all right? Yeah. And we'll point out someone who we've, we're concerned with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, us pointing that out directly leads to that player fixing the issue and playing a lot better. So, so, so like, you know, Eric Armstead, maybe he doesn't like me because I was critical of him in the past, but why do you think he's such a good player? Because yeah. of me. There you go. Because right. of I pushed all the right buttons. As I, It's a thankless job, quality control, but I'm not in it to make friends. I'm in it to make the 49ers better and to bring out the best <laughs> in each of these athletes. Yes. And I, frankly, I do a great job. So you're, don't you're apologize. Right. Ray Ray right. is who he is because of I you. I take back my apology and yeah. <laughs> Rob Watson says not going to use the R word but this thinly veiled discourse around Trey is the same for every black quarterback on every team F- Flave is literally saying anyone but the black guy is not a mystery I'm going to uh, I'm going to be doing I'm, I'm actually researching it right now Grant if, uh, if, hopefully it's okay I plug this but I'm really researching on uh, the history of the black quarterback in the NFL because I really feel like a lot of people are uneducated about it and so it's my mission to provide a good quality content video just about that subject sometime in the next uh, couple of weeks. So I'm working on that. It seems to me that there's an, there is a little bit of an unconscious bias against African-American quarterbacks because there haven't been that many. And I think that probably means that there's a market opportunity there that a lot of them are probably drafted lower than they should be. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, it I mean, seems like every year that's that there's some white quarterback that everyone's like, this guy has the look that we're going for. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? I mean, it's just simple. <laughs> yeah. it's simple. Like, how did Zach Wilson end up going number two? Like, what are you talking about? How did I Justin mean, Fields end up dropping? What, what are we talking about? Yeah. If, if racism exists, which I hope we all acknowledge it does, then obviously racism towards black quarterbacks exists. And I got a ton of comments. If you guys want to hit me up, I'll show them to you. I got them all screenshotted that I can prove that racism still exists. So it's an issue. And and racial bias towards white quarterbacks has never been an issue. Even though I love people love to accuse me of it, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's never been a thing in the history of mankind. So But also beyond the race, I think it's is a fundamental uh philosophical disagreement among people who are cool with a good, not great quarterback as long as he's good right away, or people who strive for more, who would be willing to have a quarterback who's a little rough around the edges early on if they felt that he had the potential to be great. And there are some people who want that project, and there are some people who really, really, really freaking don't. And maybe there's a lot of reasons why they don't. Maybe some of it is racial. Maybe some of it isn't. But I feel like it's a lot of uh, instant gratification culture. They want to be able to beat their chest on Twitter every week, that week, saying, look at him now. And yeah. they don't want to trust the process. Yeah, it's important that I also say that in no way am I saying that everyone that doesn't like Trey Lance is because I'm not of saying that. that. I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm yeah. not saying that in any way, shape, or form. But to act like it doesn't exist at all, that's just naive. 
It definitely does. King Tut says, look at here, Cone. <laughs> look at here. You need to stop telling Kyle Shanahan what he needs to do because he cost me point on my fantasy because he didn't play Jordan Mason until two minutes in the game. Man, that's terrible, man. I'm sorry. I'm trying. Look at here. <laughs> JG fans only eat microwave food. No patience and meal prep developing is too time consuming for them. Yeah, they're like, why would I why would I cook when I can just throw it in the microwave? Right. It's ready in two minutes. <laughs> two. Why do they write off Trey Lance so much let the kid develop? We don't know, Allie. It's Ali. the world may never know. Leo says with every completed Purdy pass, it seems fans believe Lance is actually getting worse somehow. Man. Man, I love how this conversation keeps going back to that. Mm-hmm. Sports fans cannot live in the moment. You know, seven-game winning streak, playoffs are coming, might win the Super Bowl, but the conversation is, what happens next year? <laughs> <laughs> they might win the Super Bowl for the first time since 1995. Yeah. What happens next year? That seems like that could be complicated. What do they do? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God! Bowl, if they won the Super Bowl immediately after, that's that's what the conversation would be. Yeah. Lance versus Purdy for the QB position. Jimmy can walk. See what I'm saying? I love this. I love this. Ethan M says, did you see Big Ben thinking about joining the Niners? Did he? He could th- let, him, let him just think about it a little bit more. No one wants you. Old Ben. Jimmy G is trash. I would enshrine King Arthur and bank on him building arm strength. What does Trey do well? Does he cook? But look, why do you have to bank on either one? They're both signed through 2025. So just see what happens. See what happens. You know, yeah. The other thing about the Jimmy Garoppolo fans or the instant gratification bunch, they act like they're such good quarterback scouts that they can look at four games and be like, I can see his entire future. You might not be able to, but hold on. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Bust! I saw it! Four, it's like, really? You don't know. You, no one knows. We need to call QB Power to help with CMC usage. <laughs> I feel like we're real close to just going straight up Wildcat with CMC. We. Who would you rather have Kendrick Bourne on your third down or Jennings? I want Jennings. By the way, love your videos and what you and Lowell do. Thanks. I really like Jennings. Nothing against Bourne. But um, Jennings is bigger. I think he's tougher. I think he's really good. Rich says, if Jimmy was a black quarterback, will he still have the same love? Man, that's a tough one. I don't know. That's real. There's that's a, large- a tough one. You know, in, in, in race aside, there's a large portion of Jimmy fans that just like like the way he looks, you know. Just a lot of a lot of women too. Like I have a lot of women that get mad at me on my posts and they just have big crushes on Jimmy Garoppolo. Can we trade trade can we trade the Trey haters? I don't think they're worth much. Grant, what did you ask Eric Armstead? I asked him what he thought of Kerry Hyder playing defensive tackle. I thought it was a really good question too. I mean I was surprised that they started a D-end at D-tackle against the Seahawks and played good run defense. I felt the guy deserved some credit. Like, he's not going to get called up to the podium. Can someone say something nice about Kerry? That was highly unlikely that he did that. So, yeah. oh well. Mike says, the Commanders play on Monday Night Football this week, then they have to fly cross-country for a Saturday game. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, it's going to be tough for them. They have a f- <laughs> The Niners are going to win out. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Rich says, if Trey was a white quarterback, will fans be talking about him like this? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. That being said, look at how fast things fell apart for Zach Wilson in New York. I don't know. I think certain fans just don't have patience in football. It's one thing to trust the process in basketball. 
But in football, there's only 17 of these games, and it's a violent sport, and I think some people just don't have the patience to... Uh, the losses are so painful in football. In basketball, it's like, whatever. Football, it feels like you got beat up. So I don't know. Some people don't have the stomach for it. I think they just want to be respectable. There's no, there's no one answer to why some people don't like Trey Lance. There's a million answers. And a million. It's good to talk about all of them, but to, to say it's just one is, is wrong also. Black Orchid says, thank you, Grant. Can you sing another response? For you, I'll try. But you put me on the spot. Now I'm, I have stage fright. Who did Josh you say you sound like? You sound like, what, what was that guy's name? that You, you, you posted on Twitter. Oh. Um, I've been waiting Aaron for that. Neville. Aaron I'm, Neville. I've been waiting for that. I can't wait. I, I need like a, a glass of wine for, for yeah. break up my yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Aaron Neville Christmas, the Neville Brothers Christmas is, it's the only Christmas music I can listen to. Listen to. <laughs> Josh Wyatt says, I'm starting to think, uh, B, what? Is B-I? B-I? Yeah. I should not be paid that drop on third down. Oh, B-A. That drop on third down before the field goal miss opened the door. Jennings makes that catch. B.I. is a luxury. We can't. B.I. has been reliable all year. You know. He's not a possession receiver. He's like, he's Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt's a great, was a great wide receiver. And Ayuk has the potential to be great too. He's just intermediate down the field, outside the numbers. Like, I wouldn't run him on slants. I mean, he can do some slants, but. You saw it. He alligator on the pass. That's what I want Jennings for. That's what Jennings is there for. So I like Ike still. He's a big play guy. B.I.? What are you doing, Josh? <laughs> I don't give a fook who the quarterback is. Only care who wins. There you go. There you go. Two dollars to give a shout out to San Bernardino. San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Yeah. That's that. that reminds me of the Tupac. <laughs> Sam, but my wife's from out there. She's from uh, Paris. Only people from San Bernardines would know about Paris. My wife, when I met her in college, she said she was from Paris. I thought she was like being slick, saying she was from France. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So you're not going to tell me where you're from? <laughs> right. It's a city. Rob says, yes, Ryan Warren Moon, also Byron Leftwich. Go look how much people complain about Leftwich being a scrambling black quarterback when he was famously immobile. Goes back really far, and I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna be. I'm, I'm, I'm already starting. I'm reading a book uh, in regards to this, so stay tuned, man. Why did Justin Fields drop in the draft? No one really explained that. There was innuendo about things, and nothing. I don't know. And I think people, should I, if if it's okay, uh, I have my children are white, black, and Samoan. Society looks at them as as black, um, and. I, I see the world through their eyes in a way I didn't see before I had children. And so this is why it's really important to me to, to speak up on, on these things. So that's why I am the way I am. Jeffrey says, can you ask Shannon to explain the lack of Mason? Yes. Shannon talks in tw- 19 minutes. we got to wrap up this show. Andy says, <laughs> Fernando. Oh. <laughs> Maker says, see, <laughs> Seems like the quarterback room loves and supports each other. Is it possible that the controversy is purely a made-up media fan thing? Yes. It feels like it's also kind of a locker room thing, but it was nice to hear Purdy um, thank both of the quarterbacks for helping him. Mm-hmm. Who's wearing the better 85, Kittle or Vernon Davis? Dude, Vernon Davis scored like three times as many touchdowns as George Kittle did. I, I don't know. You have a good relationship with David Lombardi? Yes. I, we actually sat next to each other at the game yesterday the entire time. I like David. Sometimes I give him a hard time on social media. Um, but he's always been nice to me. 
So I can't. He's more I mean, yeah, he's a big now. he's a big Jimmy Garoppolo fan, and it makes me. I, I think feel I think certain ways. Much more enjoyable without Jimmy on the on the team, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I, we don't like got to dinner together, but we sat next to each other for three hours and talked to each other, and I, he didn't punch me, I didn't punch him. I mean, we had a good time. I said goodbye. He said goodbye. He said hello. I mean, it's professional. RS says Trey is two and two as a starter. Played one game with Kittle. Uh, none with CMC. How would GG? Yeah, two because the, the Seattle game. How would Garoppolo and BP look without CMC? Things like that make you go, hmm. Again, that's why I, I would not get rid of Trey Lance. I uh, I would keep him here. You're not getting it. There's no. It's you're not getting enough. There's no reason to do it. I'm from the Dino. Is that what they call? That's what they call. <laughs> I call it the Bernadine, but that's probably what no one calls it there. What's Dino. Up, Bi or Ba, the money ain't there. Well, if the quarterback's making 900K, then it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, send Armnut, Armstead Donuts, problem solved. Oh, yeah, kill him with kindness. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Well, that's the show. Um, thank you, everyone, for watching. It's the longest show of all time. And it's all because of Brock Purdy. He really saved this season in so many ways. In so many ways. So thank you, Brock. Oh, you guys are breaking the rules. Kyle's talking in 15 minutes. I really appreciate you for highlighting that. RH, hey. Also, you want Bosa or Tory Holt? Both. <laughs> I don't want to choose. And that's why I like the idea of paying 900 k for a quarterback instead of $50 million. I like that. See if they can figure it out. Parag, that's your... Pr- Stop it! <laughs> Yo, East Bay in the house from Hayward. Flav is super weirdo. A grown man loving another man. I'm all about the Niners winning. Who cares who the quarterback is? Um, yo, East Bay in the house. Twice. The show is over. Thanks for everything. I'll be back when you least expect it. Have a great... Is it Friday? It feels like a Monday. I'm disoriented. I think I'm going to go to sleep. I had two hours of sleep last night. I'm going to go to sleep. Yeah. If you guys want...